0: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.
1: All I ever wanted was a little love.
2: I want true
3: romance. It's true.
4: Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. All right, well, I just wanted to start off and talk about my love life for a little bit as that was, you know, the original concept of the show was talking about love lives and the love lives of others. Um, So I'm really going to have to throw the guy who I almost went on a date on um, under the bus because he did something that immediately disqualified him, which is... I really, actually, he was one of those guys that I swiped right on, being like, I don't know, maybe, okay. Like, I, w- I was like, yeah, he's kind of cute. And his response made me really like him, where he, he messaged me, I'm so glad we matched. Um, I want to, it, we were experiencing like a minor hurricane here in California a few weeks ago, and he was like, I want to take you out as, ask you out as soon as this hurricane is over. So I was like, okay, I love the directness, I love the like being completely transparent with wanting to go on a date like that is a relief it's not like hey how are you you know what i mean like i'm we're not pretending to have a fake conversation he's like i'm so glad we matched let's go on a date basically
2: okay sometimes i will say sometimes i like that but also um other times you realize there's a reason for the talking before once you get there in person go on
4: Okay, I don't have enough experience, so that would make sense. Um, so then we, t- we have very brief, small talk. We kind of find out each other's backgrounds, um, what we do for a living. And then he says, can I text you? If you want to take this off the app, here's my phone number. You can give per- me yours if you want. Yeah, exactly. Great. So I'm like, this is going really well. I give him my number. He texts me, hey, Carolina, this is Boobity Boop from Hinge. What's your schedule like this week? Which day would you like to meet? Which okay. I'm already like, okay, like you're putting this like ball in my court a little bit to schedule this, but fine. Wait, I what? Say,
2: I say, Wait, which so he, I, can't, he can't know what your schedule is.
4: I know. So I said, I'm pretty open Saturday or Sunday. And then he goes, okay, I have an end of summer party organized by uh, what he does for a work Saturday afternoon. But sed- Saturday evening should be free. Okay. So I just leave it. and he Wait, doesn't why? To. Because I was just like, just ask me out then. Just say like how. He already you asked do... you out. But why don't, why isn't he just like, okay, Saturday evening, I'm free. Can I take you out then? Let's go to so and so. Like just, I don't want to make plans. I'm sorry. Like I want Wait. someone to make plans for me.
2: Okay, but. I've, Am I being I've... a brat? No, no, you're not being a. Brat, but he is making a plan. Like he made the first move. He said, "I would like to take you on a date," and then he said, "What's your schedule?" Which I think that's. I don't think that's putting the ball in your court. I think that's just a normal thing because it's like you have. What was he supposed to say? Like, okay, let's do Tuesday. Then you'd be like, why are you assuming I'm free on Tuesday?
4: That's true. Okay, like, now he reading, has to say your this schedule. Out loud. You're the only person I've talked to, and I feel.
2: Okay, because this is the thing, like... um,
4: Now I'm suddenly feeling self-conscious, like...
2: Well, don't be self-conscious, but... um,
4: No, I mean, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I should text him and be like, I'm sorry for blowing you off this week. Okay, so what happened? He
2: said, great, I'm free Saturday evening too, and then you just never responded?
4: I, that, and then he texted me being like, do you want to meet up Sunday? And I didn't respond.
2: Okay, yeah, so you completely blew him off. But you can just say... You could text him and say, sorry, I had like a crazy day. I would love to meet up this week. When are you free? It's not lost, but I just don't think that there's any red flags there. So
4: this is I don't helpful,
2: know, but I'm just I am think saying I'm it, also
4: I, terrified. I'm terrified. I didn't want to so say that. I didn't but... want to say
2: that, but I was going to say like, it's sounding like a little bit like avoidance vibes.
4: I know. I know. And I wish I wasn't this way. I just am. I really have to like cut through and just go on a date. I think I'm just terrified of showing up and the person being like, no.
2: I hate to break this to you. Every single person who goes on dates feels the same
4: way. No, that is helpful to hear. It really is. That's just part of it. It really is. Okay. Okay. I'm going to think about texting him. I feel embarrassed now because I let a week go by, but I feel like oh, if this was feeling- last Sunday. No, this was this week. Oh, so I we mean, but, I know, but, but I feel bad being like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean maybe I'll say something like I didn't mean to blow you off. I just had it's true. A crazy week. I've been freezing my eggs. i have been taking hormone shots. I can't even meet up at night right now. OK, so that's the thing like that. That is actually going to work in your
2: favor because I have had that situation with this job I started. Where like, I literally, for the first time ever, like forget to respond to people on apps or whatever. And you know what that does to men? Not necessarily for women, but for men, it makes them be like, you know what, I actually have, wait, you forgot about our date? I actually have a crush on you. Like, if you act uninterested, they're like, okay, wait, when are you free now?
4: Please I give love me you. Out. I know, um, I was just talking to a, my friend who's gay about this, and she was like, yeah, I get a lot of interest from men because of my indifference. And yeah. I was like, wow, that must be so nice. I try to be indifferent.
2: Well, but... you, you don't even have to try. You were accidentally completely indifferent. <laughs> so you don't got <laughs> to try. You're doing it. You're doing it. This hen. is just
4: a, I just need to go out and date more. It's just hard. And, and the apps, here's what happens with the apps. And I'm not breaking any, I'm, there's no hot take here. But here's the deal with the apps. You look at unattractive Profiles. I'm not even, it's not even men. It's like their profiles are so unappealing. You get annoyed. And then when you match with one, you're like, I don't care. Like, it's one of these guys. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're just swiping at reasons why you don't like dating men. And then you match with a couple of them. And then you're already kind of turned off because you've just been looking at, like, 50 guys you didn't want to date. Um. Yeah, I mean, the
2: apps are terrible. I don't know. I guess it's like there's kind of no. um, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's just uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to do the apps, it is just a numbers game. You do have to just keep doing it until you land on someone who is normal and nice and whatever. Um, And you do have to, like, go out with people that you want to cancel on. You have to be uncomfortable, like all that stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to be reminded of this.
2: This was a little while ago, but I left my number on a receipt for a waiter, which Love. I've done many
4: times. I've done that, too, and I've never gotten any um, uh, responses.
2: I never have until this time, but, like, this was just a guy who I was like, oh, he's hot. He seems cool, whatever. I get a text from him, and... He's basically, it started out cute. He's like, I don't even know anything about you. So like, what's a daily picture in your life? I send back something cute, whatever. And then he, and I'm like, what about you? And he sends back like everything that's my worst nightmare. He's like, I love to throw on old movies on the projector. Love Ah, John. Devin's literal nightmare. John Cassavetes and Woody Allen people. He said Woody Allen. Wow. And then like a few other things. And then he said- what else did he say that I was like, oh, my God, you're so it was just so pretentious. Like, by the way, like I'm done with anyone who like what brings up in a flirting conversation letterboxed like or music beyond like just like Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift, like anyone who's like, wait, so what music do you really listen? Like, no, but like what ba-? it's like, shut the fuck up. I get it. You think you're cool. I don't think you are.
4: It's one of my favorite moments um, was watching you once talk to someone who was into hardcore music. And when they mentioned a band to you, you shook your head and said, no, 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 no. I only like bad music. And in that dynamic, you came off as the cooler person. And obviously, Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift are not bad musicians. You don't have to dox us. But um, it was just such a nice way of shutting him up.
2: Well, just because they want anyone who brings something up like that. They want to like teach you something. And I want to make it clear I am not a student. I am not trying to learn anything from you. And I think that's the hard thing with any attempt to date a man. It's like for me right now, I do not respect you. I'm not impressed. I do not want to learn anything you have to say. I do not want to talk to you. I do not want you in my home. And that is something that's pretty irreparable (laughs) i don't know i'm like that is something that that maybe emdr can heal or something that's what i'm trying next but then oh my god the best with women my problem is i'm like okay i don't feel good enough for you like i'm like i i think that you're amazing and i want to talk to you all night but i am scared that like i don't it's like too vulnerable because you know what also Being with a woman, I have to just be my full self. Right. Being with a man, I can be a fragmented, fake version of myself that I know they'll be into. And then this is what happens I end up in these relationships. As much as I get angry for my last two ex boyfriends, especially for like love bombing and like presenting an idea of a relationship that was never actually going to happen, I also present a different version of myself because I do this whole thing in the beginning where I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm just like kind of like cold and aloof and like damaged. And then we get together and I'm like, no, I actually need love and attention all the time. And then like, they're confused too. It's like, I uh, need to figure out how to,
4: you know what someone said to me at the baby shower. They're like, get out. We don't, no one knows you here. You just can't. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like
4: we realized in talking that you do not have a single friend here and Uh... you have come to seek
2: Imagine. No, it's so funny because I went to Prospect Park and actually there's there was like eight different like child's birthdays or baby showers happening in the park. And I like honestly, it would be really funny if I just went to like every single one and was like, hey, oh my God. Guys, this weather, this weather today, it is like finally fall. And like everyone's slowly like, Who's this bitch? Um, no, but I will say that it was the the words that were spoken to me by a goddamn angel at this baby shower were, they were speaking for themselves. I have a relationship with myself because I never let myself down. And that's what I, and that's what I'm focused on. And that's what I'm focused on. And I've been trying to take that with me for almost 20 hours now. So I'm pretty proud of myself for, for marinating on that one.
4: I'm reading this book. I've mentioned it's called Drama-Free, A Guide to Managing Unhealthy Family Relationships by Nedra Glover-Tawwab, um, who we've referenced almost on every episode of this podcast um, and her work, uh, including the increme, <laughs> in extremely, increme,ly extremely, increme,ly important. Including what now? <laughs> Increasingly important book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace but i was reading it and i was thinking of you and your trauma work and your therapy work cuz she talks about shame and she says the critical difference between guilt and shame is that shame is the belief i am bad and guilt is the belief i am doing something bad people who experience shame are often subjected to mistreatment because they intuit that other people know how bad they are and believe that they deserve mistreatment yep it you feel shame it impacts the way you feel about yourself and how you engage with the world you might feel a heightened sense of anxiety when life goes well believing that your family secrets might be uncovered or you may worry that others won't understand your story
2: and I let me it. tell you something does anyone understand my story really really ask yourself say do i understand devin's story and i bet the answer is no
4: she also includes which she doesn't have this this I this is when I was like you're a genius like I I just love that you just included this it, this year out of nowhere she just includes an affirmation for overcoming shame I am not a product of my environment I am a product of the choices I make right now sometimes those choices are influenced by my environment however I have a choice in deciding who I want to be I can be different from my environment this will not be easy but I can do it yep so I just wanted to shout her out. I literally thought there's a podcast here where I could just read quotes from this book and we would just go, yep, mm-hmm, wow, that's amazing. But I thought about I in thinking about shame and thinking about um, you know, relationships with men and, and why our sort of as my therapist said, my picker is broken. You know, do I go for people who aren't able to offer unconditional support? because I don't believe that I deserve it. Mm. Yeah. But
2: I can relate to that big time. And I think shame is like what prevents you from being vulnerable. In my experience is like shame is what's like buried so low down beneath and acknowledging it is harder than trying to protect it from coming out. And so often we just try to protect it from coming out, which usually looks like denial or self-destructive tendencies or arguing or defensiveness or deflecting and attacking another person. That's like what most people do like to get vulnerable and really acknowledge what your like childhood shame is, is so rare. And then connecting on like your core shame with someone is like some of the, the best, I'm talking the best connections you can have in life. Right. Come from being like, this is like the worst thing I've ever done. Can you even believe? And someone's like, totally, I believe. And I did the same thing. And you're like, honestly, let's get some friggin ice cream and talk about it.
3: I want true romance. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement.
5: Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity.
1: Finding FACET immediately put us at ease.
5: FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joy of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
4: Talking about the worst things you've ever done, I would like to talk about a little show. A show where the theme song goes, He's got money. Ah, he's, he's in got magazines. Fancy thing. Oh, he's in magazines.
2: He's in magazines. You would think it would be something that makes more sense, like he's got <laughs> fancy things, but it's actually he's in magazines. He's it got is... more honey than
4: any honeybee. I have to say, it's a horrible song, and yet it's so perfect for this show that you think, how did they how did they hear this horrible melody, this horrible, annoying song, and how did it fit perfectly into the lives of these South Carolinans? I've been noticing,
2: I get, fr- you know, I've been doing my Below Deck binge, and something that's really depressing is, like... For example, it's like, yes, I watched like 65 hours of season nine of Love Island. And like someone asked me about it. I'm like, it's honestly the equivalent of like spending 65 hours trying to eat air. It's like nothing came of that. Nothing went anywhere. No information was held in my brain. No information was shifted, changed nothing. It was nothing. It did nothing. It exists as nothing and forever nothing. And then Below Deck, someone was just like, oh, what should be my next reality show? I'm like, well, I'm watching Below Deck right now, meaning I've watched seven seasons in a course of a few weeks. And yet I don't think I would even recommend it. <laughs> and yep, can I say it's good? No. Do I know every single character's name and their backstory? Uh, yep. Do I know more about the difference between Australia and New Zealand than I ever thought I would need? Do I know how a boat works and what goes under the deck and what happens when you leave a trash bag under the deck yep do i need to know that no um but one thing about below deck that does bother me is the music there's no um lyrics so it's like you know when you watch it's like
4: bum 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 bum, yes bum, bum
2: it's like all about like the boat and then i feel like in vanderpump rules not so much in housewives but in vanderpump rules it'll be like stars lights fashion on the street And we're going down the street to fashion. And then you're the next scene. That is so true. Got a lot of cars. Got a lot of checks. That's the life here on Sunset. That's Shaws of Sunset. Um, And I just missed that. I just missed that. That's all I'm going to say.
4: Yeah, I um, cannot wait for Vanderpump to come back, even though I told a friend this the other day. I said, we have to be prepared for Vanderpump to come back and we have to know that what we got last season is not repeatable. It can't be, be, we are not going to have as good of a season. It just, Lala, probably ever again, Lala already said, she was like, this is the weirdest season and what that sounds like to me is a very awkward season because they're shooting with Tom Sandoval and they're probably just regurgitating stuff they've heard since, you know, the reunion and everyone's probably still in reaction to that but they're just it's probably going to be a lot of just like awkwardness yeah and it's also a lot of i will say like
2: it's a lot of like acting from what i'm seeing because now there's this new thing which never happened before where people on tiktok are are getting footage of vanderpump rules filming like i've never seen this in all my years watching bravo i've never seen people leaking footage Um, besides the one exception is the boat in Columbia, real housewives of New York. Like people showed footage of them being in the airport, having diapers and and shitting themselves. And I was like, all right, well, that is service. That is
4: actually
2: actually something I'm willing to celebrate every veterans day is the fact that someone took a photo of, uh, Bethany Franklin, a diaper on the floor of an airport. Um, and that is labor day and Memorial day all combined is celebrating that. So I actually am happy we have those days off for me to pay tribute. But people are filming these Vanderpump Rules things, and I'm like, it looks like a lot of Tom Sandoval finally putting his acting background to, to the test. Bad like, use, probably, but like use. standing up and like being like, what, you want to fight? You want to fight? And then, I don't know, it's just kind of like everyone's trying to get their paycheck. I wish Raquel would come back.
4: I do, but too. she made a very unwise decision. I mean, but I'm also like, poor trauma that girl went through. I was just watching Salt Lake City, and I would love to talk about Monica. And okay, our, but we have to stay on track. with I know. Started. I, I want to stay on track, but I'm bringing up Monica because watching Salt Lake City, if you have not been watching, I highly recommend it. Season four. There's an edition of Jen Shaw's, one of Jen Shaw's former assistants named Monica, who has four daughters. I'm already rooting for her. She's funny. She's relatable. Yep. And she was excommunicated from the Mormon Church. And she said, "I had for 18 months, I had an affair with my brother-in-law." I'm already in. I want just more, 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 more Monica. But she says I was treated horribly. The church was terrible to me, and I had so much shame over it. And they, they excommunicated me. They didn't excommunicate him. And I said to my friend who I was watching with, I said, we were the Mormon church for Raquel. We excommunicated Raquel. We shamed her. Listen, we shamed Thomas Animal more in my opinion, but I just, I do feel bad because people are stupid and she was stupid, but I just think it got nasty. It got nasty. Bravo got nasty. They it got put nasty. The... It got you nasty. Heard it. You
2: heard it here first. It got nasty. And you don't want to be nasty. No. I mean, why be nasty when you can be not? And I agree. It's like we did. And I think that she the thing is the way she left it off with that post interview where it's like her being like, yes, I admit that like I met his family. Yes, I was manipulated by him. She was set up to have a comeback.
4: Yes, I agree with you. But she didn't execute it. How crazy. And I just want to talk about this right now that she met. They went on a trip to meet his family. That is a crazy affair.
2: Friend of the pod, Jesse Konevsky sent me a meme. I actually I mean, I hate listen listeners. I hate to pull up a meme. I really do but I have to bring this one up because it is so—it is just so relevant to what we're talking about and what we're going to talk about. It's a picture of Raquel and the comment that Tom Sandoval left on her post. It says, Tom Sandoval commented, happy birthday, Rachel. I really hope you're finding peace and happiness. Miss you, friend. And the meme says, men will really blow up your whole life and come back and wish you (laughs) peace and happiness on your birthday. And when I say that this has never not happened to me. I literally one boyfriend I broke up with in my early 20s sent me like in response to the breakup. I did the breakup in person. And then when I got home, I had a series of texts that were screenshots of every time I had ever texted him, I love you. And it said like, so was this all lies?
4: Was this all lies about every single time I had texted him, I love you. You also had like major financial ramifications from said breakup. And like, it wasn't. It, he, was like, it wasn't not complicated and not messy.
2: Yeah. And then, so it's like, was this all lies? And then a few months later he texted <laughs> as if the previous texts weren't that insane. He just goes, happy birthday, dev. Hope it's a great one. And I wanted to be like, Hey, can you thanks. scroll a little also, bit? Above. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you get a new phone or what? And also like the, the extent, this is what we're going to talk about with Southern charm. It's like, The extent to which men will absolutely fucking attachment re injuries up the wazoo, open old wounds, fill them with fucking salt and oil and scum, rub it in, and then say that they wanna be friends and wanna grab a coffee and wanna hang out. And it's like, and it's because they just want you to like them because they can only comprehend their own egos. And I really relate to that. So I would have fucking loved when I tell you. When I tell you if Santa was real, the only goddamn thing I would have asked him for for this Christmas 2023 would be, please can Raquel come back with the revenge arc of a lifetime circa Catherine circa four seasons ago, Southern Charm being like, I was abused. I was taking advantage of, and here I am, and I will prevail. I apologize, Ariana, please forget. Like it all could have happened for her. But she went the wrong way, which is... She sure did. Which, which is the way which of Which is be. towards Bethany. B. Be. be Strong Initiative. Um, um, by the I, way, be, be Strong Initiative, just as a name of an organization. Go on.
4: I am jumping back to Southern Charm off of that. um, I am happy that Catherine Dennis is no longer on the show. I had stopped watching because I knew... She was becoming the eye of the storm, and like I just couldn't watch when she basically throws Cameron under the bus and implies that her husband's cheating on her. I'm like, I just can't watch that. It's too sad to me to see you like really affecting people's lives with like and
2: being like, I actually drink again now, and like it's fine.
4: Yeah, like that is so sad to me. I I loved. I I stopped. I think season four because Catherine was like sober, happy, and I felt positive for her and her body modifications and her had stopped to a certain extent and she was already doing some sus stuff but she clearly i mean they basically fired her or she clearly was just like not able to be like on a show like i don't think she was showing up and stuff like that well i think there was
2: also like wasn't there stuff oh she had that like racism thing
4: yeah, she was. <laughs> I think, I think, it's she mi- maybe thing. not a good person. Yeah. Um, I, which is something to contend with. Like, she, Thomas Ravenall, who is a rapist, she's like, when she'll post pictures with him, like, gotta love my like family. And I'm like, not that one. Yeah. Um, but obviously, she got together with him when she was like 19 years old. So I think she was still under like his. Spe- I think she's like always been obsessed with him in this really sick Stockholm syndromey way. Um, and I don't know. I, I, as you know, we look back, a lot of things make sense rewatching those seasons, but. I for some reason thought that she was the only excitement to the show. I was like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Like, I'm not watching it because I can't stand her, but she's also like the only reason to watch it because her life story is so fucking insane. And then cut to the episode I watched just today, uh, season nine premiere, where we see two breakups happen, which you already I, I was like, oh, this spells. Out a great beginning for us. This is always good when people are breaking up for reality television. And Craig and Paige are together, but Shep and Taylor, who is the only girl... I was like, she must be good in bed. Like, she is the only girl who Shep stayed with. Like, the only girl throughout nine seasons of a show where Shep is actually has an exclusive relationship. And then we have Austin, who is just, you know, a classic walking alcoholic car crash. And... He and Olivia had broken up. So we start the season with those two breakups and, you know, a Whitney is still living with his mom and his face is full of Botox and Craig and Paige are together. And I'm sorry I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them like no other. Craig sometimes yells at women in what looks like a drunken rage, and I still am rooting for him and Paige. Paige does not seem to like Craig or want to um, live with him or move their relationship forward. I don't know if she likes spending time with him, but um, it is interest. So I'm interested. Well, I
2: will tell you that nothing excites me more at the opening of a Bravo season of any show than women bonding over the hatred of men.
4: Oh yeah, So uh, we see Olivia and Taylor are getting close. Taylor says she's like a sister to her. I know. And, I and say we that know with this
2: coming. voice
4: because. We know what's about to come. What's about to come out is that, and this is teased at the beginning of the episode, is that Austin and um, Taylor, Shep's ex, hooked up. The producers ask Olivia, uh, do you think that Austin and Taylor had sex? And she went, I mean, is the sky blue? This is a star
2: is born for me because Olivia last season, I'm like, she's fine. She's like kind of funny, like whatever. But I was not at all like, this is my girl. But the way
4: she she said mm. something, Olivia yes. said something. So I know exactly profound, what you're talking to me about. And,
2: and has it not been ringing through my goddamn skull? Nonstop I really thought she said I it. need to remember this in case I run into an ex. She said dating Austin was like entering a fun house. It looks really great and exciting and fun. And you're so excited to do it. And then you get inside and everything becomes super distorted and you don't even recognize yourself. And then when you come out on the other side, you're so disoriented, you don't even know what happened. And if that doesn't describe at least my last two relationships perfectly, where you're like, wait, who am I? Wait, what just happened? Like, wait, I don't like, I am going to take some time to remember what my actual reflection looks like and get my bearings and feel less nauseous. And I can't even eat the fried dough I want to eat right now because I'm feeling sick to my stomach. That's what it's like. And the thing is, I know I'll become enraged at Taylor, but I do relate so much to her with this thing of like everyone. It's so, so painful and hard to watch people treat a man who treated you like shit as if they're like a fun, funny, cool guy. You just want to be like, why are you fucking laughing at this? This is a travesty. So I do... Really? And I got so much like um, validation. I also, I, yeah. When she's like screaming at Craig and Austin, and she's like, Why are you laughing? Like, this is not funny. This man is awful and he fucked with my life. I get that. But then at the same time, Olivia feels the same way. She's like, Don't laugh along with Austin and act like he's a good guy. But then her best friend Taylor is being like, Austin's the only one who is nice to me. And
4: later we'll be hooking up with him. So, like, and we I can't do get see like. That. A hand, you know, the editors and producers, it feels, do know what is to come while they're um, zeroing in on Austin's hand on Taylor's shoulder. What I thought you were going to say with the amazing sentence from Olivia is when she runs into Austin and it's this awkward like, hey, hey. And she goes, what do you need from me to say to for you to have a good day? And he was like, Uh. nothing. And then she said, then let's both go our separate fucking ways. And I was like, um, a scoozy. I'm just needing a pause to write this down. She's a star. She's a star. You're right. And she's like, she's the next Brene
2: Brown. Let's be real. I
4: do think what Taylor said to Craig that I so identified with, even though I do see both sides of this, but it still like broke my heart because I know this feeling so well, was when she was like, why didn't you check in on me? And he was like, because I'm your, like, he was like, because I am your friends with your ex-boyfriend. And she was like, yes, but we hung out so much. And I feel like, that so gets lost a lot with like a boyfriend's friends where you're like, wait, but I thought we were friends. And it's like, no, he was friends with your boyfriend.
2: Yeah. But it and is. You're, yeah, you're like, you can't. I always have this feeling where I'm like, why are you letting him get away with this? But then I'm like, if my friends tell me anything they did to a guy, I'm like, oh my God, amazing. Anyway, do you want to order
4: dessert? Icon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's so a chic. Anyway,
2: and then I want like, some random person with, like, a family and a life to, like, stop their time and be like, hey, the way you treated Devin, by the way, that was not cool at all.
4: Right. Well, it's also so funny when men, because they just want warm interactions with women. Like, when they get a cult, like, they just want, and, and that is what we see from the Southern Charm men. I mean, I... Craig is so attracted to me that I, I can't even say anything bad about him. Like I, I'm physically prevented from saying anything bad about this That's man so because funny. I find him I'm so not getting attractive. That. Austin, I think, how and why did you get like to hook up with Madison? Like she oh is one God. of the I hottest know. women I've ever seen in my life. And like literally A-Rod is like hooking up with her on the side, and she I just don't understand it.
2: When he was like, Oh, this is the guy she's obsessed with. And I'm like, this man hes a firefighter is a sir. million times the man you will ever be that. This is the kind of obsessions or fantasies I'm having now, which is actually the healthier kind of fantasies, the healthiest kind of fantasies that I personally can have about a man are, are anger, rage, revenge fantasies. Um, and my fantasy is to run in, just like you said, run into an ex and just be so, And you know how I'm capable of being, just be so cold and uncomfortable to them that they regret they ever met me. That's what I want.
4: I told you, I want the eternal sunshine after her brain got erased um, response. Where- Who are uh, you? (laughs) Can can I help you? Yes, exactly. Hi, can I help you? Exactly. I love that. I do want to be warm. I want to be so over my exes that I'm super warm and fuzzy when I see them. But she's not there yet, folks. The other fantasy, of course, is screaming coward.
6: Liar. Yeah,
2: but that ends up making you look bad. So what you have to remember is keep it together so you look good, but also he feels bad.
4: Yes, 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 yes. I'm actually going to write. I'm actually going to write a self-help book Called "Keep It Together," so keep it together. That is so. That by the way will be a national bestseller. I'm not even saying this. Can you imagine seeing that title on a book? I would purchase that so quickly. No, that is literally my motivation for
2: every single thing. Too, of course, I want to be better. I want to not have panic attacks. I want to stop leaving my body and dissociating on a regular basis. But my other main motivation is someone said to me recently, like recovery and focusing on your own life and success is the hottest thing you can do and then that sticks in my head i'm like i want to get mentally so healthy and well and all that stuff just so i just in to rub it in their fucking face and be like oh is he still smoking and drinking oh i'm sorry that's sad that's really sad i can't imagine a life like that i can't
4: imagine speaking of getting better i um I am working with a trauma therapist. I just started. I think it'll help me date. I think that, like you said, it's easier. And I, what I'm reading about in um, this book, Drama Free, it's so much easier to bury shit and to just, and and then there's what Nedra calls the contemplation phase where you're kind of like, yeah, there's this problem, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Or there's nothing, what can, what can I do about it? It's just there. And that so few people move on from that to action. And so I really want to move on from those parts of my contemplation to action. And I really want to finish this season of Southern Charm, which I will, which I will.
2: I I am like an action person once I get into enough pain, but it's hard. I think like the burying stuff is the heart is like the most insidious because then, yeah, you're like not letting yourself
4: feel the actual pain. I think it's also a culture thing now where we're all sort of owning our shit, where, you know, we meme about disassociation and our like depression and anxiety, but it's like, oh, I don't have to live this way or at least not as, it doesn't have to be as bad as it is if I do these things. For me,
2: there's like two things. It's like one, yes, own it, great. and you don't have to care about your self-destructive behavior, but you are responsible when it impacts another person and negatively affects them. And then if you choose to do do nothing about it once it's like hurt someone, that's where it becomes kind of like toxic, I guess. And I'm speaking about that for myself. So it's right. like if I wanna have like harmonious relationships with people, then I do have to deal with shit. Um yeah. and it seems like The men of Southern Charm have not received that message whatsoever.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto-pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement.
5: Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
2: I mean, I will say it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm rooting for Paige and Craig, but I'm just like, why is he presuming that she should have to move to Charleston? I don't understand that. Why is he like the goal is 70% here and 30% there? Why she's a New York girl. Her family's here. Her career is here. Why, why is it? I don't know. That being said, I understand when you're in a relationship, there comes a point where it's like, you're either choosing relocating or you're choosing to leave. Um, and it seems like they're in a little bit of a limbo, but I don't I think know
4: that she likes it though. And I think that she likes dating him this way. And she said that, like, I like, being long distance with him. And I understand that too. And I'm almost like, I don't know. It just, can you build your own ideal for a relationship? I mean, Madison's firefighter works in California.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely set my apps to other places. Like it's kind of fun. You can be like, Oh, I'll set my hinge to like Hudson, New York and meet like a farmer who lives upstate. Not that it ever works out that way. But um, I think long distance is fine. I mean, if anything, Craig does look good by comparison to these fucking it's true man children who can't even handle like you said like can't even handle going to a party without like freaking the fuck out. Like Austin is like losing his mind at this party. It's like Austin gets a
4: toast. I'm like, why did you go then? Like, yeah, it's so like psycho. he's like, um, I can't believe how weird
2: it is that I'm at my ex girlfriend's wedding party. I'm like, you chose to go, babe. But I will say also that it's kind of a luxury and a gift. The opportunities these people are given to be around their exes in that way, like we discussed.
4: It's I it's both like I, I you couldn't pay me enough. And it's also like you said, a gift like I have to do this for work. I have to go to my ex's wedding party for work. That would be, That's my job today. That is my nine to five. Um, Shep has to talk to Taylor. Oh my god. Shep, like having a conversation where I thought Taylor was actually very nice. Like she wasn't warm, but she was like, Yeah, well, you are the one who's speaking Spanish in France. And he was like, That's true. And then she was like, Okay, bye. And he like needs to go sit in a like empty room and like lean his head back. And he was like, that was so brutal. She why, was a completely different person.
2: And why was he saying that's brutal for him? Because it made him feel responsible for her. That's the thing. And that's what all he says. He's like, it's I all about feel
4: responsible. When really it's like, yeah, why does this person have any reason to treat me well? I cheated on her. I, she was invested in my relationship and I wasted her time and then left her with like... A and blacked
2: m- out drinking like every yeah. single night. Well, so it looks like we're s- getting... S- I with though. And I definitely slid into his DMs. S- Jesus Christ. I, listen, the only men worthy of time on this show thus far are the ones who are already in relationships. But... I am excited for the new men we're being introduced to. It looks like in the coming episodes. And I'm excited to tune in. I think people who have that Vanderpump hole, you're going to want to be tuning into not only Southern charm, but winter house and summer house this year are going to be providing some much needed care. It's true. I think Salt Lake city is also going to be providing. um, We were just saying this was, kind of oh I was actually talking to, to someone else right before this about how okay this mo- this most recent episode is kind of a filler episode it was like oh this is what's gonna be on right before Heather drinks an espresso martini and bonkers in a Ziploc bag. bag thank god um but we do get so it's interesting so Heather, also Whitney is bothering
4: me and I hate I complaining I
2: just gonna say that
4: and I don't know Which why she's like, I yelled at You know it. what I'm grateful for? That we're girls and we're not old hags. It's like, bitch, you have two kids. Like, be respectful. I know. And also, like,
2: I really agree with Meredith that like it's just not okay for an adult to have a baby voice like that. And I will actually never come back from the montage of Jenna Lyons' baby voice. I will never accept her. I cannot. I will accept her. I will never respect her because she talks in baby voice. Adults, you cannot be doing this. And yes, I agree. Like, so what has happened is Heather last season and Whitney got into this fight where Whitney was accusing Heather of being changed by fame. Well, who's the one showing up early just to prove that she's friends with Trixie Mattel, who probably doesn't give a shit if she lives or dies. Trixie Mattel is probably like, wait, who are you? Like, which one? And she's like, Trixie's actually my friend. And like, I just can't. I think she's annoying. Her dragging her husband around, who she's just going to try to leave in like the next two episodes. And you can
4: tell that she had him get like veneers. Remember when in the restaurant, he was like, this crystal necklace, I'm repping my crystals. I thought he was joking. And he was like, this helps me with my communication. And I thought, oh, we are so much farther gone than I knew.
2: We are not. Gonna recover from this. That man is gonna be left so lost and distraught. It's, it's actually really he gave alarming. This woman, everything he gave and- her it all. He gave her it all, and and talk about being responsible. Like she should feel responsible for what she's done to this man, but she's just gonna like move on with her wild rose beauty and not give a shit. Angie, Angie it's pains me. Triggering for me because
4: this is the thing. Utah is so fucking weird. I'm like, why? The, weir- the, the weirdest people you could ever find. In fact, Mary Cosby has one of the crazier personalities and she's not crazy like a fucking, you know, Kelly Ben Simone is. She's crazy and she's quirky. She's one of the quirkier people that I've ever seen on the show. And it is crazy that she's married to her step-grandfather. That can't be said enough, actually. Well, it's like,
2: That actually can never be said enough. It's just like every other city, it's like, it makes sense. Okay, Beverly Hills, you have like Hollywood royalty, the Hiltons, whatever. New York, you have like socialites and like Dorinda and like Ramona who are married to rich men or Sonia, like actual old money, wasp, rich people. OC, you have the wives of plastic surgeons and personal trainers. And for Utah, the rich people are... The owners of a salon franchise, the minister of a scam church, a woman. What does Lisa do
4: at Sundance? Like Vita like, Tequila, she hosts Vita Tequila parties. Okay, she hosts and John tequila Barlow. Parties. She sucked every ounce of blood out of him. The amount that she talks, this woman, I like can't even i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with lisa barlow because she's so fucking annoying it's like one of the funniest things i've ever seen it is
2: one of the when they go on the trip and she loses her bracelet and slowly everyone's like all right enough already her
4: hand in the tampon i was like no i that is a situation where i would pretend i did not know what was going on and leave i think i'm actually
2: like genuinely really good at that um where like i'm like genuinely really good at like when something happens being like all right, I know I'm not the one to like be helpful in this situation, but pretending you care and are helping just the slightest bit, but also keeping a distance, like, so you don't actually have to be the one doing it. The interactions between these women are so otherworldly, bizarre and insane. Like Monica reaching with chips over Mary. And Mary saying, do not get crumbs on my clothes, And she's like, no crumbs for Mary. No crumbs for Mary. Got it no crumbs on Mary. And I'm like, how would these people ever come across each other? Like a woman who's crying about buying a Louis Vuitton bag to fit in and her daughter who looks like she's the exact same age as her being like, you don't need to care about that, mom. You're cooler than that. And then Mary Cosby and then Heather, who like actually was entrenched in the, I'm also like, none of this community makes any sense. Like Heather's like, yeah, of course I knew Angie Kay in high school. I was with like the Mormon girls and she was with the Greeks.
4: I'm like was so funny. What
2: was this high school? Like, what's going on? Also, I have to say, just side note, if you're into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, can I please, God, please, God willing for you all, may God shed mercy on you to invest in this season of Sister Wives, which is the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, it's if anything, it's a documentary on the state of religion in this country. But moving
4: on, moving on. I uh, do not understand the friendships that these women have. I mean, obviously, I think that the irony is I think Jen Shaw tied a lot of them together. And I feel like yes. he's not getting spoken about enough, frankly. Yes. Like, I really want to hear more about what everyone's kind of come to Jesus was. I mean, Mary Cosby was like, karma. But I think it's got to be more complicated than that. And and Mary Cosby, to her credit, really stuck it to Heather. She's like, "Yeah, because you were really close with her, weren't you?" When they were at the snowball fight, Heather was like, "Yeah, yeah, I I was, I was." And it seems like Heather has some like guilt about that. But obviously, because she probably like kept on assuming she was innocent. But it's like, I don't know. I, I just wish they were processing that a more a little bit. And um. I love that Mary Cosby doesn't know whether her son is married or not. I love that her son seems to know how funny she is when she calls Trixie Motel and asks for Dom Perignon and asks about the room service. Like her son is laughing the whole time, which I thought, good. I I was I hope that you have kids that know how funny you are because she genuinely is so funny. And Seth remains to be the most unwatchable person I've ever seen in my life. Seth and Meredith have a podcast. They're trying to compete with our podcast and it's called Hanging on by a Thread. (laughs) And they're basically like, their banter is just of two people who don't want to be together anymore. He's like, well, if you
2: imagine this and thinking this is like, this is the problem is that they think they're a charming housewives couple. Like they think they're the equivalent of like
4: Jill and Bobby. Or something. Oh my God, Jill and Bobby. And
2: they're like, he's like, well, if we weren't hanging on by a thread, you would pick my nose for me. Um, I don't sure. need to ever hear anything like that. And in a, in a sense, I don't know which side to choose because I totally agree with Whitney that like the bathtub scene was creepy as hell. But I also totally agree with Meredith that like, Whitney has a baby voice and is annoying.
4: <laughs> Meredith being like, Whitney came for my family and my bathtub. I know. It's
2: like <laughs> nobody cares
4: about the bathtub. Um, I'm really excited for next week's episode where Angie and Meredith face head to head and Meredith gets big eyes and goes, you can leave. leave. I know. Ugh, great. And then she literally reprises, we can talk about the husband. Let's talk about the husband, which is incredible. She reprises it. But in
2: somehow a language that is English, but also something we've never heard before at the same time.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, we will definitely update you on both those shows as we continue to watch them. Thank God they're on. I mean, we are still waiting for Bachelor in Paradise, which should come later this month if my um, it calendar does, is correct. And Golden Bachelor. And also, we do need to just touch quickly on
2: New York. I will just say one thing is that I'm over Jenna share your shit or get out. And I also just want to say that Aaron is a Trump supporter and her husband is even more Trump supportery. And I feel like they don't actually have sex. And that's why she's constantly talking about it. And also it really is offensive to me that Bryn is like, oh yeah, all these men have proposed to me and wanted to get married to me, including like a rich guy who is royalty, but I just don't care because I'm avoidant. I'm like, yeah. Well, some of us are out here struggling big time, Bryn. So maybe you should think about that.
4: Yeah, I don't fully. I'm not I'm not fully on the Bryn train. And listen, I just can't. I This does not feel like Roni. This isn't Roni. It should have it's been not. a new show. It should have been a new show. They should have tried to rebrand it completely because you cannot feed me this and tell me this is Real Housewives of New York. And I know Andy Cohen said, you know, like his fear was people would compare it. And it was like, yeah, because we were. Given what else are we supposed to do? The best characters of all time. If I want a Trump, if a Trump supporter has to be on my television, it better be Ramona Singer. It better be Louie Lesseps. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like if you're
2: going to be a Trump supporter, if you're going to be like it's we can it's kind of the same argument as like people that are like, well, if it's offensive, it just has to be funny. But if it's not funny and also offensive, like then that's when it's cancelable. Um, I kind of agree with that, with this Rony, where it's like, yeah, the housewives can be offensive. They can be bad people. They can be terrible. They can do damage. They can break up marriages. They can assault a police officer. They can have affairs. They can shit on a hotel room floor and someone else has to clean it up. But as long as they're
4: entertaining. Yes, it's really important. And with that, Thanks for listening. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. All I ever
5: wanted was a little
0: love. I want you. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.